Welcome to Trainers Talking Truths. This is an ISSA podcast dedicated to exploring the fitness industry and uncovering the whys and hows of personal training. To do that, we'll talk directly to the industry experts and certified trainers. We'll dig into fitness programming, business tactics, nutrition, and more. You'll even hear from current training clients who offer insight from the other side. We've got the fitness industry covered, so turn up the volume and enjoy the drive. Hello, world. Welcome back for another ISSA podcast, Trainers Talking Truths. It's your co-host, Jenny Liebel, here with um, a guest podcast host. I don't know if you're a guest anymore, John. At this point, you are just a podcast co-host. Welcome, John Bauer. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you. And um, I'm excited to, to talk about what we're talking about today. Uh, we, we get to talk about health coaching and we get to talk about life coaching. And a lot of the, the subject matter within those, I think, is so important because as someone who trained tons of people and managed tons of trainers, it was often a missing piece, right? Like we, we knew a lot about exercise, but addressing the mindset in which people approach exercise and health and nutrition was something that was always left out. And, and it, it came uh, to be that it was, it was so important that I started studying it some myself in order to kind of better myself and better the outcomes for, for my clients. Um, but I'm no expert. I'll save all of that stuff for the experts we have on today. Absolutely. Yeah, we have some amazing experts with us. We have Carrie Peters and Stacey Morgenstern, who are the co-founders of Health Coach Institute, or HCI, and they themselves are national board certified health and wellness coaches. That is a mouthful, but I love it. Um, And guys, they've been featured in a lot of major places. They're not just like off doing their own thing. They've been in Forbes, New York Magazine, Fitness Magazine, the Chicago Tribune, Huffington Post, lots of different places, lots of visibility, which I love. So I'm so glad you guys were able to carve out some time with us. Welcome. Thank you for having us. (laughs) We're thrilled to be here. Absolutely. So before we dive into the course and, and a little bit more about health and life coaching, can you guys tell our listeners a little bit about how you guys got into this industry? And Carrie, we'll go ahead and start with you. Uh, that's I'm glad you said that because I was like, mm, who should start? Stacey <laughs> or me? Um, well, I got into this industry because I just struggled with my health and I struggled with my life. Basically, it was all a mess. I kind of like had a, a a moment in my early 30s where I looked around at my life and I was like, wow, I'm struggling with sugar addiction and I hate how I look and wow, I'm in debt and wow, my career is not going the way that I thought it was going to go. And on top of all of that, um, I ended up calling off a wedding um, to uh, someone who was so great. His last name was literally Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T. I was engaged <laughs> to Mr. Wright, no joke, and <laughs> called it off. And then um, I just completely had an, like an implosion. I just fell apart. It was like, I, nothing in my life is working the way that I want it to work. And there has to be a change. And I know the change isn't going to be easy, but I was like, if I, if I have the right support or I have the right systems, I have the right accountability, like maybe I could do it. And I knew after years of like trying to fix things by myself, that it just like, wasn't working and I needed help. And I, when I started looking at coaching, I did not believe that I could be a coach, that I could not like make money as a coach. I did not believe that at all. But <clears throat> I knew that I needed coaching for me. And I decided that I didn't care if I ever made a dime as a coach, that I I had to go and change my life. And I had to do it like now, because if things just continued on as they were, I I just couldn't imagine my life 
getting worse. So that's what you're me to coaching. That's awesome. Yeah. You've been through a lot. And I think I feel like that too, all the time. Like I ask people, is anybody else just floundering? Do you feel like you're just floundering? Yeah. <laughs> Making right. stuff up. Oh, hundred percent. And I was, I most certainly was. Yeah. Love it. So yeah, we'll talk more about the program and I'd love to hear your insights on how you guys put together some of the aspects of this program. But Stacey, tell us a little bit about how you got into it. Well, I was a professional cookie and pie taster, which sounds like a ridiculous job, but yes, I was actually that great at eating sugar and pie and cookies and scones and bread. I love all that stuff. Nice. It's so good. <laughs> I was like, wait, is this a real job? Can I? (laughs) This was a real job. It really was. And it was, it was literally killing me um, because you can't eat crap for years and years and feel great about yourself. It just, you know, so I think most people come to coaching because there's some aspect of their life that doesn't fit anymore. There's a gap between their circumstances, who they are, and then who they actually want to be. And I was looking around me at health professionals people who were everything from personal chefs to personal trainers to yoga teachers. And I was going, oh, wow, I like the lifestyle of that, but could I really make money at it? Is this something that could support my family? And, uh, and we'll, we'll talk more about it, but I, uh, lo and behold, what I was surprised to find was that becoming a coach was a better paying job with more flexible lifestyle than any other job I've ever had. Thank you both for, for sharing all that. And to share something real quickly about myself, I, I actually had a coach for about a year at one point. It was really a part of a program. It just so happened that that same year, I experienced loss of a loved one and a divorce and a couple of moves and a couple of job changes. So I saw the value of it, not just because it was a part of the program I was taking, but, it, but because of uh, life that I had going on. And my coach was able to literally help me through quite a bit of that just by in some cases, making me ask myself a lot of the right questions. So, uh, so I see a lot of the value in it. So let's, let's not keep our listeners in suspense. Can you guys tell us what is a health and life coach and why does the world need that? Well, John, I just want to highlight like something that you said, which was the coach just asked me the right questions. And when I first looked at coaching, I thought, oh, I have to be perfect and I have to know all the answers and I have to tell people how to live and my life has to be perfect. But what I learned is actually great coaching is about being curious and asking the right questions. Mm -hmm. So it's like once you learn how to ask the questions and you learn how to do it in a specific sequence, you can help people create breakthroughs and insight, like get insights that they otherwise couldn't on their own. It's really, really so powerful. But you asked a question I just got got super excited about. (laughs) A great way to think about it is that a health and life coach is like a personal trainer for your life. It's a personal trainer for your health, your relationships, your career, your financial well-being. So when it's time to reinvent yourself, a coach is someone who helps you get through those important transitions in a good way. So having a coach is the difference between I want to do that versus I did that. And one of the number one reasons that people don't have the results that they want in any area of life is because they don't follow through. And why don't they follow through? Because they have a habit of doing the same thing that they've always done and just repeating. And, you know, you get what you repeat. That's why habits are really crucial. And the foundation of our work is really about habit change, the idea that when you change your habits, you change your life. 
If you want a different life, start looking and questioning your habits because your your habits are putting you on a trajectory. So a health and life coach is really somebody who helps you get what you want. Agreed. So, I mean, you're saying a magic word here with habits. So I definitely want to circle back to that. And we know that I feel like we all can agree that I feel like everybody needs a coach, (laughs) a health and life coach. But what are you guys finding is drawing people like yourselves into it that want to become that coach for someone else? Well, one of the things is just such a strong desire to make a difference for others. You certainly like both Stacey and I needed to make changes in our lives. That's a powerful driver as well. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't become a coach unless I also wanted to help others. Right. I, I care about making a difference. It's really hard when you really care about making a difference, but you're doing a job that you don't feel makes a difference. Like to get up every day and do a job that you don't feel is meaningful just wears away at you. Mm-hmm. I mean, Stacey, in your case, like it was literally eating away at you because you were <laughs> eating so much, but it it also was like not purposeful for you. I mean, to put the sugar aside, like where was the meaning in it? And I think that people really are drawn to health and life coaching because they want a career that matches their values, that feels like it's in line with their purpose. Love it. Uh, Just just to follow up um, on on just this uh, past couple of minutes, you know, we were were defining what a health and life coach is. And and then I asked, why why does the world need them? I'm kind of curious what you might say to to who needs them. Because one thing I found in the fitness world is we highlight a lot of the uh, extreme changes. Someone loses hundreds of pounds. And, and I had clients like that. But most of my clients were people who just needed a little bit of help or kind of a tune-up, uh, so to speak. Um, not necessarily big, life-changing events, but but really just a little bit of help and a little bit of direction. So back to my question, who who needs this? Well, partly, let's just back it up a little bit, is that If we look around, that most people have some pretty lousy habits. In essence, our habits are literally killing us. And we don't learn this stuff in school. They don't teach you habit change in school. So if it goes to say that the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your habits. And if we break down, well, what is a habit really? A habit is simply an automated behavior. So we wake up in the morning, we brush our teeth, we go to the bathroom. That's a habit. We don't think every morning. We don't wonder if we're going to do that. We we just do it. But poor habits are usually a solution to a problem. So if I uh, binge eat, in order to avoid intense feelings, or I I swear I used to do this, but I used to start watching workouts on YouTube, hoping that it would stimulate me to work out. But then I would find myself grabbing a bag of chips, watching somebody watching somebody else work out. Yeah, (laughs) You're like, oh, I don't think this is really working very well for me. (laughs) Um, So how do we get ourselves off the couch and out of the slump or out of our lousy habits, right? Maybe I was eating chips because I'm actually tired and I haven't learned how to give myself permission to rest. Or how do I get excited about changing my life? So that, that we need guidance around how to change our habits and the unconventional versus conventional approach. The unconventional is grind, override, no pain, no gain. And the new paradigm 
that we're trying to usher forward is to make healthy habits easy and fun so that you reduce the friction to follow through. And there is a way to do that. So um, I don't, I forget if I answered your original question, but that's, that's where it went. <laughs> hey, you know, what? All, all of that was great. So thank, so thank you for all that. Um, you know, and, and the conversation I think is kind of pointing out uh, a couple things. Everyone has some habits that they're trying to change, but there's something blocking them from, from making those changes. And I know for me, I found that I did a lot of this kind of unconsciously. I get posed with something that caused me a little bit of stress. And then I would immediately come up with some reason why I can't do that thing. Whereas when I really thought about it, uh, I could. So, so I, I appreciate uh, speaking, on, uh, speaking on the habits and, and the things that kind of get in the way of us changing those habits. Yeah. And I will say, I think your original question was just like, what about people who only need a little micro change? And that is something that we teach. It's one of the reasons that people get stuck around New Year's resolutions as they do an all or nothing deal with themselves. I go to the gym three hours, only eat salad with no dressing. And that that's not actually sustainable. So what Carrie and I teach is the 1% moves or the minimums. It's like, what is the minimum that you could do consistently over time because consistency is actually more important than intensity. Mm -hmm. So what is the one micro move that your excuses are not going to override? Because I could rationalize, well, I don't have an hour to go to the gym, but I can't really make an excuse for not doing one single push-up. Now, this isn't always about fitness, right? But I'm just giving the parallel here because I think a lot of people listening are into fitness. So they're going to get that reference. Um, and so what is the minimum movement in the direction towards better health or better life that I could do and commit to over time? And we're building that muscle. Then we can add things in. But what most people don't get is the consistency part. Well, John, you you really hit on something though, because you said um, I, when stress hit, I just reverted back immediately, but when I could start thinking about it again, then I was able to like not have the, and, and that's part of like, what is driving our habits. If stress builds up too much, um, then your cortex, your human brain goes offline mm -hmm. and your amygdala and your limbic system take over and they're in charge. And that's where all the drives for these habits kind of live uh, like our automatic knee jerk. Right. So one of the things we have to do as coaches is first of all, understand that that's what's happening and forgive ourselves because mm -hmm. this is like, it, it's not because we're awful and terrible and we stink and have no willpower. It's like, no, this is just neuro. This is what's happening in the brain when stress hits. So part of our job as coaches and how we can help people change habits is building emotional resilience in the brain. So if, when the stress comes, we have ways to navigate. I mean, life is not going to let up necessarily, but we get to start shifting how we react to stressors so that even when the stress builds, like we have a way to help ourselves before that's even more impactful than the old wire kicking in for the old habit. And I think that's just, per I mean, in my experience, it's really hard to do alone I think it really requires somebody like facilitating that experience. 
Yeah, that's where I was heading with it, Carrie, too. I was thinking like how many people don't even realize that the things that they do in response to a situation, an event, whatever it is, the stress, they don't even realize that they're doing something that doesn't serve them, right? It's not that it's right or wrong. And I love it. I've seen, I've seen a lot of your course material and I know that you guys don't really address it that way. It's not good or bad. It's not, there's no morality associated with it, right? It's, right. This is like you just said, this is the way your brain responds. It's normal. It's okay, but right. do you realize that this isn't serving you? And to your point, Stacey, what's the 1%? What's that one thing that we can do to just get you one step closer to what it, what we want it to look like, right? So I think I a lot of it is it. awareness and coaches can bring that awareness. Yeah, and something that Carrie said is really important. So I'm just gonna emphasize it again is that to have compassion for ourselves because some of our poor habits overeating or binge scrolling or binge watching these kinds of behaviors that are known as negative coping strategies or maladaptive behaviors. And a maladaptive behavior is often used to reduce stress or anxiety, but it's it's dysfunctional and nonproductive. In fact, it's actually counterproductive. So my maladaptive coping strategy was turning to food. I would emotionally eat as a teenager. And that became a life, like a long-term habit that anytime I felt stressed, anxious, or depressed, I'd stand at the fridge and binge eat my feelings <laughs> um, and carry at her own maladaptive coping strategy. Yes. Well, I had the same one for many years, Yes, um, but also just there's habits of action, but there's also habits of thought. I mean, yes. part of my like struggles, habit of thought was like, I, I screw life up. I don't get things right. I'm going to do it wrong. And I mean, you know, I shared with you what was happening in my life. Like that was good evidence to prove that my belief was true, mm-hmm. <laughs> but actually it was really just a habit of like, I think of myself this way, but actually there are other possibilities of how I might see myself or what I might believe about myself. And that's another thing that coaching can bring to people is just opening up possibilities and expanding, like, I I believe I can't do life right. Well, maybe there's a way I could find a path that's right for me. Maybe my path is just different than other people, like right according to whom. Do you know what I mean? What right. am I trying to achieve? Right, so we we get to like help people open up possibility that they didn't see before um, as part of this. And that that also helps drive habit change because then it's almost like something that feels locked gets unlocked in the brain. And then we can start to go, ooh, now I'm sort of inspired and excited and looking around for all new kind of possibility for myself and for my life, for my relationship to other people. Yes. Oh, that's amazing, you guys. I love the foundation of this program. And you guys also talk a lot about the four pillars. So without giving away the farm, can you tell us about the four pillars and how they relate to this very thing, changing habits? Well, this is, it's how we train coaches. Um, And, and we came up with these pillars. If you think about, we call them pillars, because if you think about like a roof, you know, you need four sort of pillars to hold up a roof. And if you take one away, the roof goes down. And the idea is that when you come to train with us as a coach, that you're getting an incredibly strong foundation. It's our intention to create masters of habit change. That's what coaches do. That's the gap that they're uniquely positioned to fill in the world. And so we feel like these four pillars are really what helps you become a master of habit change. And the first one is really, uh, before I get into the four pillars, I will say the other thing that helps us create masters of habit change is understanding that 
you have to be able to coach anyone on anything. There are separate health coach trainings and separate life coach trainings and separate whatever training, but none of it is separate. Mm-hmm. And that you're going to learn really quickly when you go to coach a client, if you start out, if you're just a health coach and you're going to go to your session and all of a sudden your client is upset about their marriage and it's affecting their health. And you're like, I don't know how to help you with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but that's the thing that's right. So health and life coaching are not separate simultaneously. If you're a life coach and you are trying to help somebody, you know, change their life, you're going to run up against what everybody is struggling with. And that's burnout and exhaustion. And so if you don't have tools in your toolkit to help someone move from a space of depletion to surplus, then, and we all know like the, they are simple things. It's not like we have to go deep into like how much nutrition is in a pumpkin seed. We we're just talking about like, how can I consistently sleep? and drink water and eat good meals and care. And that's hard to do for a lot of us, right? Um, but as a life coach, you have to be able to help people do that so that they have the energy to make change. So these two have to go together. Truly what we learned after 17 years each of, of coaching people is that how you do one thing is how you do everything. And that the patterns that you have are not limited to health or limited to life or limited to money, they're reflected in health and life and money and relationships, the patterns of pattern, and it's reflected everywhere. And so our goal is to be able to graduate students who can coach anyone on anything. And yes, we have a dual, that's why we have a dual health and life coach certificate. And the way that we take you through is these four pillars. It's kind of like four steps. And we start with the health coach certificate. We move into um, the second pillar is our habit change coaching method, which we can talk about if you like. The third pillar is our life coach certificate. And then the fourth pillar is um, about launching your coaching career. It's really helping you build a business. Um, And uh, so once we move people through all four of those steps, their quality of their coaching is excellent. Um, they know how to facilitate habit change. And certainly when you're a new coach, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm nervous. Can I really do this? But our students uh, know what they're doing and they have 60 hours plus of practice under their belts and um, they're ready to go. And we're we're so excited to, to bring more coaches out into the world. You know, when Stacy and I started Health Coach Institute or when we were thinking about it, we asked ourselves that something Stacy calls the absurd question. And um, the absurd question is like, what's the world that we want to create? What's the thing we want to make absurd? And an example of this is like years ago, you could smoke on an airplane and row 10 was non-smoking and row 11 was smoking. (laughs) And we look at that now, we're like, that is absurd. (laughs) Everyone was smoking on that airplane. And so we wanted to create a world where 20, 30 years from now, we look back and go, it is absurd that not everybody had a coach. It is absurd that we were trying to navigate this crazy life all by ourselves and figure it all out on our own. That's crazy. So so our our goal in everything that we put into the training is to create that world where everybody has an advocate for their for their health, for their well-being, for their empowerment, for their aliveness. Time for another ISSA rapid review. Pamela had this to say about our certified yoga instructor course. I liked the way the exam was at your own pace and that it was open book. And as much as I hate doing the essay section, I do have to admit, it actually reinforced everything I had learned 
and help me organize what I had learned. I would recommend this certification to anyone. Thanks, Pamela. Nice. Yeah. And I love that you guys include the business aspect of it as far as like building your business, creating your business. Briefly, can you tell us a little bit more about that part? Because I think that's the part that people finish the certifications, right? And they put it all together and then they're like, well, now what? So can you just tell us a little bit about how you guys go about coaching them on the business aspect or things that are focused on? Yeah. Well, first of all, people that happens and it happened to me too, because part of your brain your amygdala, your critter brain wants to keep you safe. And if you've never built a business before, that's something new. So mm-hmm. that part of your brain, it feels risky. It feels unsafe. And so I'm, I, I'm too scared basically. Yeah. Right. And I'm going to pull back to try to protect myself. So what we do is we go into it knowing like, here's what's happening in your brain when you're scared. Right. So just even knowing that is like, oh yeah, it's normal to feel this way. It's okay. And then we take all of our like 17 years of coaching experience for me and for Stacey. So I guess if you add that together, is it 34 years together, Stacey? At least. (laughs) We old coaches. We're old coaches. (laughs) Um, But we take all of our experience, like our real life experience from being working coaches from so many years. um, And we put it into like a five-step formula to launch your business. And the thing that I like so much about it is that I personally, Stacy, I don't, I don't know if you find this true for you, but I am not a natural entrepreneur at all. You know, you hear people be like, I traded baseball cards when I was 12 and I started a neighborhood business selling blah, blah, blah. I never did any of that. I never <laughs> saw myself. I was an actor, a professional. I was an, I'm an artist in my mind. I was not a business person. So I had to really learn it step-by-step step because it didn't come naturally to me. And, and so that's how we try to teach it. Like an example is, you know, when I was learning, when I was starting as a coach, people be like, Oh, just go to a networking event and get a client. And I'd be like, I don't understand. Like I walk into it and how does my conversation turn into a client? So what we have is like the flow chart of every single step that happens from conversation to client, because to some people, these things are sort of obvious and they have a, they have a natural inclination for it, but a lot of us don't. And so we really have to like spell it out step by step um, to help people know what to do and feel like excited and motivated to do it. Because clarity brings a lot of confidence. When you don't know, when you feel like you don't know what you're doing, then you get even more scared. But when you're like, okay, I get what I have to do. Now maybe I can go for it. Perfect. One natural fear that people have is if I invest in my education, will I be able to find the clients on the other side of this? Will people pay for coaching? Where will I find them? And will it pay my bills? And one of the reasons that people worry so much uh, about this is that they don't actually realize how few clients you'll need to make the income you'd like to make because the coaching model that we teach is not one where you're one and done. You work with a client for a few weeks. The client that you work with is somebody that's likely going to come to you for years. And it largely has to do with that dual health and life coach certification. With both of these, you know how to coach someone on a variety of things. So once they've dealt with, let's say, the health issue, now they're coming to you for relationship or career or spirituality. And so you're not out there constantly chasing clients. 
our students tend to charge somewhere around $1,500 to $2,000 for the 90-day turnkey program that we give you in the program. So if you think you're working with someone over a 90-day period, they're paying you about $1,500 when you're starting out. Obviously, if you're more experienced, you'll learn how to raise your fees. But that person has longevity with you. So maybe they're not just paying you $1,500. They might renew multiple times and add that up to three, four clients per month over the course of the... That's very doable. You start to see the business model come together. So one of the things that we teach in the business pillar that you ask is we'll show business models. If you want a part-time side gig that generates thirty to $50,000 per year so you can add to the family finances or you can just add it to something that you're already doing, okay, so there's a side gig for you. If you want to make then you're going to start to see probably your fees go up, number of people you work with. People tend to work with people one-on-one to start, and then you grow into a model where you're launching group programs, which allows you to actually make more per hour. We're not really a dollars per hour model, but it's helpful to see what are you actually making. $75, $100, $150 an hour. And that starts to be pretty decent. Yeah, it does. And see a lifestyle around it. One thing I'll add is that we also show how your business grows in phases. Like to get from zero to 100,000, for example, is not going to, you're not going to go like zero to 100,000. That's like trying to step up a ladder by stepping on the first step and then jumping to the top and you're going to fall. Like, (laughs) right. But so there are distinct, four distinct phases that happen in that growth. And we go through each one and there is a detailed checklist for each one of those phases. Um, because again, like Stacy's saying, like it, it's a certain number, a smaller number of clients that people think. And if you're doing certain things um, to attract those clients, it it works. It's a little bit like a, a recipe or, or, or a formula. That doesn't mean that you don't have to go out of your comfort zone. It doesn't mean that you don't have to do the work. Like it's not, you do have to do the work and you will be stretching out of your comfort zone, but it's very, very doable. Nice. And I think that's what a lot of people needed to hear, right? Because you're absolutely correct. They think, well, I want to do this. I want to help people, but I just don't know if I can pay the bills with it. And I love that you pointed out, Stacey, that you don't need a lot of clients. Um, John always talks about that in fitness, right? If you walk into any health club, they might have a thousand members. Well, you don't need a thousand clients, right? You don't even need 900 of those. You need 15. Maybe. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right? Maybe exactly. 10, <laughs> depending on how frequently they're changing to our training with you. So it's the same thing to your point, like three or four clients is a great place to start. And it lets you get your feet wet, get your coaching model going, like get comfortable. And to your point, like feeling confident in what you're doing will drive that, you know, ability to be approached, the ability to go out and market yourself. Cause you know, I can do this. I can help. I can absolutely help you. Right. And you're going to want to share it with everybody you can. So you'll get to the point where you're turning people away. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the for the insights into to your program. And I, like Jenny said, I appreciate the business part of it because uh, and I've been there and I've employed people that were PhD level exercise scientists. But then all of a sudden, when we had to start talking about some business savvy, and we're just talking about a little bit of a <laughs> little bit of accounting, a little bit of keeping track of things, being a little organized, then then it became a struggle for for a number of reasons. So I, I definitely appreciate that. Now it sounds like. 
not only can you make a living as a health coach, but if you really want to, you can make a really good living uh, as a health coach. Uh, you just have to be good about your your business. Uh, for our listeners who are thinking, you know what, maybe I want to do this. Can you kind of take them through maybe the, a day in the life or, or a week in the life of what uh, being a, a, a health coach and a life coach might might look like? Yes. Well, it's a, a, a little different for uh, it, like I have my own coaching practice as well, but with the school. So our day in the life is like slightly different than if I was just straight up coaching and I didn't have the school. So I can share that with you. But Stacey, I want to check in. I, I might have cut you off. Oh, well, I was just going to say is that we also I don't know if it's a good time to just tell people that we we do have weekly live free workshops where people can get more depth information if they go to healthcoachinstitute.com and sign up for one of our free live events. They're just live webinars. They're happening every week. It's either Carrie or myself are leading these. And it's just really fabulous because if you're even in the research phase of is coaching a career that I want to pursue, or is it something that I need the growth and knowledge for me and my family. Is that something I want to learn more about? And if you've been inspired by anything that we've said here today, then I just want to offer that free resource to go join us on one of the, the and sample a class. Uh, again, that's at healthcoachinstitute.com. Um, and one of those sample classes I would just say is our coaching demos. So if you're curious, like, well, what does coaching sound like? Like, what do you actually say in a session? What happens? You get to be a fly on the wall and you get to witness um, a coaching session in action and sort of learn a little bit about the coaching method. And you can get really get the sense of like, oh, I see how I can do this too. Like it really is coaching is a method which means it's predictable, which means when you follow the method, you'll get some breakthrough or insight in every session, which is really important to, to know that you can do that in order to charge people. Because if you feel like, I don't know if I can get help someone have a breakthrough or an insight, then you're, you're not going to be willing to charge the money. Like, you know, we all have integrity. We're not going to do that. So um, it's really wonderful when you see um, our framework and you watch the coaching session in action, you can really get the sense of like, oh, I see how this is possible. And just to go back to your question of a day in the life is that I break it into three categories. The first category is the client work where you're actually face-to-face -face doing the transforming lives aspect of it. The second part is where you are working on the business. And there's a lot of different things that happen behind the scenes. It's not complicated but there are things behind the scenes that happen to actually run a professional business. And then the third category is one that I think very few people ever mention when you're in a health and wellness field. We consider that as a coach, you are on the payroll to also live the work. So that means it's not separate. You're not a weekend warrior you live the work because when you are vibrant and healthy and practicing and experimenting, this doesn't mean being perfect. It means being on the path. So we are honest about the places we still fall short. We are works in progress. If perfect you seek, 
go elsewhere. <laughs> but really is that to be honest of where you falter, where you stumble and to be in the experiment because that is what draws clients to you. So you are here to nourish your spirit, to feed your spirit. And that is partly what you are on the payroll for. And that's a mindset shift. We often think I'll take care of myself after my nine to five. No, it is mm -hmm. part of your nine to five when you choose this as a career. That's right. So on a day when I have coaching sessions, like I start, well, first I have a, a small child. So my morning routine is like packing lunch and whatever. But as soon as I drop her off at school, I'm out walking like around the neighborhood. I'm trying to like, I walk her to school. I walk around, like trying to get that in. And then I come home. It's like, try to like put makeup on and like look decent for my clients. Um, but then I, I meditate. And I'm like really trying to tune in to what is going to be right for my group today. And then I'm on Zoom, Zoom with my group of 10 people. And then I'm following up, making notes. Okay, for the next session that we're together, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to be tracking so-and-so and what's her goal. Like I'm thinking about every member of my group and making sure I have notes. And I'm checking in with my virtual assistant and my team to make sure like everything that like Stacy was saying that's happening in my business, like a landing page is working or a link isn't broken. Or now I'm being interviewed for a podcast. And so I'm preparing for that. And then I'm in the afternoon, I'm probably doing work for the school where I'm like working on the curriculum or meeting with students or doing coaching demonstrations. And, and then I'm picking my daughter up from school. We're having dinner and like having a great night. And that's just a, a simple way uh, to describe a day in the life. And I have plenty of flexibility. Like if my daughter has a music performance at nine in the morning, I go see her. If, you know, we I need to take her to the doctor, I can do that. And I really... I really treasure that um, because, you know, she's only little once. So I'm glad I get to be, I get to be around and close. Yeah. That flexibility is huge. Absolutely. It really is. Yeah. So as active coaches, ladies, where can our listeners find you guys on like social media or any of the outlets that you guys are on to follow what you guys are doing, the content you're putting out, the things that you're sharing? I would love that. Um, I'm on Instagram mostly. On, yeah. Instagram. I'm yep. at Stacy underscore Morgan Stern. It's S-T-A-C-E-Y underscore M-O-R-G-E-N-S-T-E-R-N. Nice. And I'm at Carrie Peters official. And Carrie is spelled many different ways, but I am the like Mariah Carey, C-A-R-E-Y. Nice. Obviously. Official, obviously. <laughs> Wait till you hear my high note. <laughs> I won't I won't G7. blow the microphones that out. G7. I won't blow the microphones out. Perfect. Thank you, ladies. That's amazing. So I have a feeling we're going to have you guys back on because I have more questions. Um, and Same. I'd love to hear a little bit more about the actual like career and how you guys are working with people. Um, and I want to, I want people to get more excited about this. I know there are people who are excited about health and life coaching, but you guys are absolutely right. We made some great points today. Every single one of us could use a coach. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there who want, whether they're already in fitness and they want their clients to get better results or more results, right? Or gosh, they're just not quite like something's not clicking. Well, this is it. I feel like this is John mentioned that earlier. This is a big part of what most people are missing. So for the, yeah. all the thousands of fitness professionals that John and I encounter on a regular basis, like the fact that they're not pursuing this or haven't even thought about it is mind blowing to me. Um, so this is definitely something that we plan on continuing to talk about and encouraging people to pursue as they continue their education and grow their clientele. Um, cause it's a no brainer. So I love you guys for putting this together. It's an amazing program. I know Carrie, you said you wanted to change a bunch of stuff and like evolve some things. So I'm excited to see what that evolution looks like, but thank you guys. Yeah, well, you know, the, we, we are always training and always learning. And so that we always are wanting to evolve the, the curriculum as well. 
Nice. And I love that. And now's our opportunity. <laughs> That's right. That's it right. Is. Yes. So any last words? I'm going to ask Carrie and then I'll ask Stacey. Any last words, things that you want to impress upon our listeners before we close out today? I think my 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 last thing that I would like to impress upon our listeners is that coaching skills are really life skills. They're life skills that, like Stacy said, we didn't learn in school, but so much of what life is, is, is navigating the ups and downs of our emotions, of the different things that come at us in life, um, some of which we planned for and some of which we didn't. Um, and how do we navigate it all? And, and so even if someone is like not wanting this for a career, it really is the most incredible life skills training that, that you can have. And actually when I was first thinking about becoming a coach, like I said, I didn't think I could do it professionally, but I knew I'll have these skills and I will take them with me for the rest of my life. And for me, that alone was like, I'm in, I'm doing this. Um, because I knew it would change the trajectory of my life for the positive forever. Love it. Yeah. How about you, Stacey? Um, well, I think that summed it up really, really well. <laughs> but I would say the other thing is community. We didn't get to touch upon that. But I will say that the people I met becoming a coach completely changed my life because coaches tend to be people who are daring something different. They're not doing the status quo. They're the ones who are outside the box experimenting. And if you want an interesting lifestyle, <laughs> um, surround yourself with interesting people. And I, I think coaches are, are certainly some of the most fun, most interesting people on the planet. Nice. I love it. Thank you, ladies. And John, any last words from you? Of course. Well, first of all, Carrie and Stacey, you've got a you've got a new fan in me over here. So thank you for coming on. Um, and yeah, you guys made me think of something. A, a mantra that I've used quite a bit over the years is simplicity plus consistency equals success. And when you mentioned, you know, in order to climb the ladder, you got to take each step, not go from the first step to the last step. That means taking those small steps, keeping it simple, right? And then in terms of forming new habits, this is something that takes time. So taking those small steps over time, that's consistency. So again, simplicity plus consistency uh, equals results. So uh, I'm glad that you guys, uh, you guys didn't say those words, but you definitely kind of uh, espoused those philosophies. So I, I definitely appreciate that. And I truly think that that's a way to make long lasting change in whatever part of your life you're trying to adjust. John, you need to start uh, mugs and t-shirts. You need some <laughs> swag with, with that because it's so good. Well, I you. see that on my mug every day. Yeah, I could do some <laughs> extra change. Yeah, that was awesome. I love it. And I agree with everything that you guys have stated. And I think um, for me, the biggest thing is taking a lot of these skills for yourself. Um, it's yeah. you, We are always our best product, first of all, um, but we all could use this, right? The, the information that we're gaining. And then again, get a coach yourself. Um, but this is all information that you can take with you and use for yourself because who doesn't want to be a better human? And uh, if if you don't, uh, we need to have a conversation. But I feel like <laughs> most people <laughs> want to be better humans. And this is a great way to start, right? And then in, you're investing in yourself and your future, making this a career. So I love that this is a great opportunity for everyone. So thank you again, ladies, for being here. John, thanks for being here with me. This has been super fun. Go out there into the world. You guys keep learning, keep learning, keep expanding what you're doing and find new things to focus on. This is a great place to start. Um, but we encourage you to go out there, do all the things and make good choices. We'll be talking to you soon. Yeah.